I was at work the other day where I'm teaching. Uh, I think these were EMTs. And um, I was putting some stuff away and I heard some students out in the hallway talking. And uh, one was this girl. She mentioned that she'd gone to Woodson. I was like, what? So I walked back and butted into their conversation. It's like, you went to Woodson? She's like, yeah. I was like, so did I. She's like, oh, really? What What year did you graduate? Oh. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you were born. Yeah. <laughs> I said 94. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. She was 18. So I guess she just graduated what, last year. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it looks a little different, I think, now. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Sure. I'm not even born. Have you seen Oakton lately, Eric? Pictures. Of I it? saw pictures you, someone put online. That you they can see it from '66 now. Clearly, mm. all those it's, trees are gone. It's weird. Yeah, they added like a different entrance and like yeah. a silver little thing in the front. I, don't know. I probably should let you guys know. Um, I've been having weird chest pains, so I saw the doctor about it, and mm. I think it's just heartburn. I think that I am in my late, my mid forties now, and I finally got heartburn. I never get heartburn before. Oh, yeah, I went through that. Did you? Okay. It just went away. <laughs> Tim had seven heart attacks. <laughs> well, I was like, why am I having weird chest pain? So I went to the doctor and explained it. And he's like, well, it's probably just reflux, but we should probably get a, a, a stress test. So I'm going to, I'm getting a stress test on Tuesday. So. I would also say most likely the whole COVID bullshit is possibly affecting you. Cause I, my, uh, what was it? My, my blood pressure. Oh yeah, right? yeah, skyrocketed last oh. year. Oh and, wow! And I yeah, uh, it was not good when I, I went to get a new pair of glasses. What was it? Uh, I don't even remember, but it was a lot higher than it usually usually is. So I, you know, my I, I'm just like, oh fuck, and my optometrist is like, calm down, just yeah. you know, go see your doctor, whatever. I couldn't. I tried to get a hold of my doctor, and nothing happened. So eventually, I went in to see my um, podiatrist, I guess. And they took my blood pressure there, and it was pretty further, a lot further down. And uh, it was oh, like, okay. okay, all right. And I just figure it just could be with all of the bullshit that's going on. Yeah. Oh, the in, anxiety? In the, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. There's that, too. Yeah. Well, thanks for this roundtable of old man talk. <laughs> <All right>. I know. <laughs> so, hey, we are talking about my proctologist yesterday. Oh, <laughs> how's your gout, Keith? Mine, mine's been okay recently. <laughs> I, I actually had, for the first time since I started taking allopurinol, I had a, a couple couple uh, attacks, and that was, you know, not oh nearly as bad as they had before I started taking allopurinol, but still, man, it, it ain't fun. It's like Brian Regan, that Brian Regan joke. You <laughs> like to bump your knee or twist your ankle. Well, I guess that's going to hurt forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or uh, Jake Johansson. Jake Johansson was like, I hurt my back the other day. Like, what'd you do? I went to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is yeah. accurate. <laughs> Absolutely. I woke up and my back hurt. What's worse, gout or this Ozzy album? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start there. Let's... <laughs> I, think, I think gout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. On to your butts. Right there to our immediate left, we have uh, all the folks gathering for the uh, annual Saxon concert. You've got people who really are into the occult and into Satan. They're propagating Satan, and I think it's a devastating thing on our culture. It calms me down. What's your favorite total metal video? Here's the funny part about metal it's getting old. 
But you know what? Embrace it. I want to be that grandfather in the back seat of the car. Could you turn on my station, please? It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. And we're going to be at the Wilson Theater tonight with Slayer. You're going to be there too, right? Oh! Ah! <laughs> Can't help This is the annual Saxon concert. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, welcome to welcome. Summertime Podcast, everybody. Welcome back. Um, this is episode two of uh, who knows how many episodes talking about albums from 1991, celebrating 30 years. Um, real quick, summertimepodcast.com is where you go to find us online. Get to our Twitters, our Facebooks, our Instagrams, and our YouTubes. <laughs> Twitter. On the drums. <laughs> As usual, I am Eric. We've got Tim here. I'm and... usually Tim also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> usually. As usual. Usually. <laughs> Joe's here. Yep. As usual. As usual. He's and Joe. Keith. Indeed. Keith is here. I'm usually Joe, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I fucked it up. <laughs> All right. This episode, um, we're going to mainly discuss Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger. Uh, but we have an honorable mention of Ozzy Osbourne, No More Tears. So, we shall start with well, let's, let's Let's start off with that exact topic. It's an Ozzy album. It's Ozzy's first one, correct, with Zach. No, and nope. this... No, it isn't? Mm-mm. All right. Well, I'm fucking an idiot. Well, one way or another. Uh, <laughs> no rest for the it, It's an Ozzy Osbourne oh, record. And this is just getting, you know, opening slot. I mean, well, why would is, that be? This is an Ozzy album, 100%. Yeah. And it's probably right in the middle. I, I don't know. I haven't heard his... I, I don't think I've heard an album since this. No, I have not really him. kept up with his stuff. So, what are you trying gathering, to rank it? Gathering from uh, the... Uh, I, I saw like Loudwire ranked their albums. And oh, okay. It kind of went in reverse chronological order for the most part. Oh, okay. So this is like in the middle. Yeah. Well, let's play a little bit of it to, to get started. I guess we'll play the, the big hit. Play the big hit. The title there's, track. There's a lot of big hits on this album. There are. Yeah. Let's play a little bit of this. Probably the best song on the album. Yeah, You've all heard that song before. Yes. A couple and you, times. And if you haven't, then why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> they want to know. So this uh, iteration of Ozzy's band was uh, obviously Ozzy on vocals. Zach Wilde on guitar. Randy Castillo on drums. Uh, Bob Daisley on bass. Which you may not have known. I didn't yeah, realize that. I thought it was Mike Inez. Yeah, because he's in all the, the videos. And John Sinclair on keyboards. There's a story with the Mike Inez thing, but uh... well, it's funny because it says bass slash inspiration and musical direction. If you look up the, I don't know if it says on the liner notes in the what? album, but that's what it says on musical inspiration. It was says... yeah. What a lame uh, credit to get. <laughs> I know. <laughs> inspiration and musical direction. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was party with the animals. Did he inspire that one? Uh, that's not... a credit. He that's a. 
bonus track, just so you know. Okay. Well, he gets credited. It also credit. sucks. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inez gets credit for bass, but he did not actually apparently play one note of bass guitar in the album. Man, this guy Bob Daisley gets the shaft constantly. Oh, yeah. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sharon hates that. Guy. I guess Sharon. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say. Sharon was Apparently. Really this album was produced by Dwayne Barron, by the way. Never heard, the, never heard of him. Never heard of him. It sounds, it sounds pretty good, though. It's not a bad. Yeah, I, I, I would say that. It, no, it sounds that, good. Like yeah. the, the sound of it is good. Yeah, it sounds exactly But after like, like the first four, maybe five yeah. tracks, it takes a fucking dive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, does I, it? I will say so. Let's yeah, let's stick with that topic. Let's talk about production a little bit. So, okay, I do think it sounds good. Zach guitar, Zach's guitar always sounds good to me. Like I, you can't really go wrong. If you, uh, but the bass is pretty flat like there's mm-hmm. not a lot of pop to it it's just kind of muddy and other than that riff we just listened to yeah, that, yeah. that's interesting yeah, yeah. yeah no more can... tears does have a good bass sound but everything else is like i don't know it sounds muddy and uh, mm-hmm. do you guys agree i don't know i mean maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong, yeah but... yeah i agree yeah okay the drums were a little reverby too like the snare is a little too I yeah it's it's kind of 80s but... style production I, I, I like the bass drum sound though i thought it sounded pretty good but uh okay. Yeah, it's very punchy. I mean, overall, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good sound. It's got a good mix. It, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for a '91 album, especially, it's not, it's not bad. Yeah. What about this album cover? Talk about the oh, album. Oh yeah, you know the album cover. It is. It's uh, like kind of blurry, mm-hmm. and it's black and white. So of course, Matt Mahurin. <laughs> oh my gosh! Really? <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh! That's funny. <laughs> It looks like every one of his videos. It does. The cover. He's got a little tiny wing on his shoulder, mm-hmm. like an angel wing. That was to be contrast, uh, contrast of the uh, the devilly type stuff on the other oh. album covers. Oh, I figured okay. that. Yeah, gotcha. worked. I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to this album cover, really. There's not. I mean, it's it's, it's Ozzy. Ozzy's face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> it's a perfect really album cover yep. for this album. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, um, we can move on from that. We start the. Song. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the songs now? I guess that's the next. Well, let's give overall thoughts real quick. <laughs> okay, because I want I want to start. I think I, I think I already started. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Okay, this is what I thought when I listened to this album. Is I realized that the later Aussie stuff. The reason I don't like it is because the early stuff was kind of dark, and it's just sort of almost like Sabbathy in a way. And for some reason, he went from like the Prince of Darkness to like the Prince of Party. <laughs> like it well, sounds like I'm partying, and like you hear this at like a frat house or something. A lot of this stuff. It sounds very, like, it's not the dark Aussie stuff. It's almost happy sounding. Like party. Was... I know Party with the Animals is a bonus track, but it's like that kind of stuff is like, what the fuck are you doing, Ozzy? This is the first album that he recorded after he was sober. Oh, oh. He needs to go back under the bridge. <laughs> go back under apparently, the bridge, Ozzy. Yeah, apparently he wrote, he started writing the songs while he was still drinking and, and doing drugs. But um, by the time they recorded, he was apparently clean. And I guess know, he's happy about it. Good for them. But mm. like when some artists do that, they lose what we like about them. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> better that they're clean, but I guess the art suffers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be that way, but it yeah. often is. Yeah. Um, I think when I, like, looking back on when this came out, 
I think for at least um, myself and Tim and, and Eric, this had to be overshadowed still because it was a month after the Black album came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It was the summer. And so I was like, you... yeah, that Ozzy song's good, but... We're not eh. going to give a shit about this album at that time. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, nope. for, for me, my brother actually picked this one up, so that was... This is the only Ozzy album I think either of us had. Huh. Huh. Wow. I never owned it. Still no, I, I don't. I know. No. So for me, I believe it or not, I like this better than the rest for the wicked. Oh, it's uh, better than that. Yeah, definitely. No, no um, totally not. Oh, yeah. I think nope. I think for me, <laughs> as a guitar player, the guitar solos redeem some of the well, songs. Well, y- yes. Yeah. yeah. Zach, you can hear mm. him doing what he does throughout pretty much the entire album. And that, I have no problem that, that is yeah, that is <laughs> yeah. That that really does make some of this stuff that is absolute garbage better. You know? Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's Yes. Yeah. There's some I really was... cheesy moments that ruin a lot of the songs. What do you mean? <laughs> I thought his um I thought Zach Wilde's playing on this was um really pedestrian for Really? Me. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't. I didn't think I so. Think that was like the, one of the only redeeming factors oh, of the album. No, the the some of the solos playing. were really good. Like some yeah. of the solos were really good. Like, yeah, I'm not a solo guy, and I'll even agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I think if they're if the if the lyrics were better, and if the subject matter were better was better, <laughs> yeah. and the you know there weren't some of these weird cheesy poppy choruses, it would have been a lot better album. Because I think I think some of the music actually is pretty good. Like there's some really heavy moments, like yeah, crunchy heavy riffs that actually uh-huh. are good. But then they get ruined with these weird subject matter or lyrics. It's like what I mean, when about? it comes down to it, it's like you know, don't blame me. Well, I blame Ozzy. <laughs> let me well, let me quote uh, Bob Daisley. Yes, two sentences. He was asked about Mister Tinker Train. <laughs> he said that was about a pedophile or something. Fuck knows where that came from. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And and how is that the first song on the album? Oh, I know. I don't know. So how? Why? I never knew what the words were until I was playing it on iTunes. And you can read the lyrics as, as they go by. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this about? And then um, you should it starts off with, what does he say? You want some candies? I'll play a little bit. Yeah, you should play some of that. That sounds like Mr. Bungle or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> this is the first song on the album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They started with Or King that. Diamond. It could be a King yeah, Diamond. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm waiting for his laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that laugh. No, King Diamond's laugh. Oh, King Diamond's laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes on. Seriously, I, I just can't. But who decided to like? I know what song should be first. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's Ozzy Osbourne. It had to have been Ozzy, right? I guess. That's not, that's not bad. No, that's this not is, bad. This sounds that's good. That's fine. I mean, it's fine. I would say this is actually one of the better songs on the album. Oh, harmonics. What were, what were you That's saying, a, Joe? There's like a candy thing about candy? The first lyric. Oh. Would you like some sweeties, little girl? <laughs> oh, sweeties. 
some sweeties, little girl. <laughs> Man, that song just went. Eh, <laughs> 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 Take a nosedive. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stop the tape right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have That's to play. Going out the window. See. We have to play this part right. You got to play it. Yeah. Do it. Can you say Mr. Oh. <laughs> what? Ha 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 ha. Do a bad guy laugh, Ozzy. Ha 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 ha. Perfect. Say. Can you say this sucks? <laughs> God. Oh. All right. Well, that. Yeah. We can, we can move Why? On. That. All right. Next album. No. <laughs> F. <laughs> well, I mean, title, where else do we well, want to go with it? I mean, the title track. The title yeah. track is about a murderer. I mean, what? No more tears. Is about a murderer. It's about a guy killing prostitutes. I really? Not, I didn't know yeah. that. What's the <laughs> What's the hand in the bush thing? Why is that in there? Do you know? I don't. I don't know specifically. Oh, okay. I think. But that's... he shoves his hand into their vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we all thought when we were sixteen. <laughs> Big into we fisting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said hand in the bush. Good <laughs> uh, bush. And then it, it's got that cheesy, for no reason, Beatles part shoved into the middle. Yeah, that's one hundred percent Beatles. Yes. It's like let's just make the song a lot longer for no reason. Yeah, and put a part that doesn't fit the song. I, you know, I still like that song. I don't. I don't have a problem no, with that I, song. I do like that song. Yeah, it's that good. riff is so good. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't mind that. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing. Like this album isn't that good. Of course, we all agree on that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as bad as. I think I might be the biggest fan actually of all all of us. I don't think it's as bad as the last album. As, mm. as um, no rest for the wicked. no rest for the wicked. Yeah, yeah it's but, better than that. Definitely better. Yeah, than that. I, I I would I would agree. Yeah, that album really sucked. You guys are wrong. This might be like his fourth best album. <laughs> I don't know about that, but what's I mean? Is Bark at the Moon? I, I don't than know. This? I don't know his catalog yeah, that well. I think so. so. Yeah, Bark at the Moon is probably better than this. But what's Ultimate, I don't Ultimate think, Sin? I don't think Ultimate Sin is better than this. No, yeah. Ultimate Sin's not better than this. No, I don't know. I haven't heard of no. that in a long time. No, this is better than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's like Desire was pretty good. I thought that song was pretty good. That it's song, good... the Foo Fighters know, ripped me... that song off. Oh, did they really? Yeah, Who? play play yeah. it. Two fighters. Oh yeah, I already know what you're talking about. All yeah. my life. Yeah. All my life. Now that's not a complicated riff. No. 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 I think that's riffs been around in a lot of stories. And I give credit to Pam on that one. No, really? Because we were in the car and she goes, she's just going, "All my life, I've been searching for something." I was like, "You're right." <laughs> yeah. How about that? That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind that song though. I, I, I would say this. You guys are probably going to disagree with this, but I think my favorite was Road to Nowhere. No, that's I like that that's, song too. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. So it's... I mean, it was is better than. That's kind of the. Let me put it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the better version of My Mom Coming Home. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> yeah. It's like part two. Yeah. It sounds like Molly Crew. Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like poison, even. Ooh. Yeah, more poison. Yeah. Guitar! <laughs> <laughs> Guitar! So glad singers let me know a guitar part's coming. Yeah, I know. Drummer! 
<laughs> Bassist. Hit me with that drum one more time. <laughs> as hard as you can. Nah. <laughs> I think my favorite song is Hellraiser, but I think that's because I like the better version. I agree. That there is a better version. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the one thing I want to talk about is because, you know, I mean, Ozzy and Zach and Lemmy wrote this song together. Yes. There were a couple then, songs that Lemmy wrote on this song. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, lyrics, really? lyrics, yeah, not, not the yeah. music, the lyrics. Yeah, just lyrics. Yeah. But I mean, I figure was this inspired by the movies, or I mean, this was in a. Um, it was. It wasn't in one of the movies, the, the Hellraiser movie. I think it was. I'm not, oh, probably. I'm not sure which version. Like I think the motor. I think the Motorhead version was was used for uh, the soundtrack. Oh but wait, yes. so there's a Motorhead the Motorhead version. version Mm-hmm. Is better yeah, than it's, the. It's a hell, it's hell way better. Yeah. You can tell <laughs> Lemmy wrote yeah. those lyrics and maybe even wrote the music. I don't know, but it's more suited for Lemmy's vocal style. Than... Is it on the album from 1916? Is it on that album? No, the next album, I think. Oh, okay. It's on, um, look, oops. I was going to say, because that would be funny if it came out the same year. Yeah. <laughs> I think he waited a little while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned Mama, I'm Coming Home. I know Joe really hates that song, right? Oh, my God. I don't hate it that much. I, I still think it's an okay song. I'm not like I don't hate it as much as you do. I I, I mean, it's not fantastic, but and maybe that's because I saw Zach play it with Black Label Society. He let the entire crowd just sing it, and it was a really cool experience. Maybe I have like some nostalgia because of that. Um, but I don't know. I, I there's some cool parts in that song. I kind of like it still. I kind of liked it. I've heard it so many times. It's almost hard to be objective about it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Ozzy's Boneyard plays that song like. It must be like a hundred times a day they play that song. <laughs> By the way, the Hellraiser song, um, the Motorhead version was on the 92 album, March or Die. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's much better. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to talk about Zombie Stomp, right? Well, yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Well, we should. Did they, did they think that that would be good for crowd response? Or oh, That's what I'm sounds... talking about. Like the king it of the party. Like... It sounds like it was written by a, an exec. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, hey, do the zombie stomp. Oh. I know. And who's, is it just me or do the vocals sound different? It doesn't yeah, sound like they, Ozzy. They, they, yeah. It sounds, they only play a little bit. What do you think it sounds like? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Ozzy, of course, but... That part doesn't sound like that. So bad. So bad. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Why? Wasn't he singing about being uh, high on heroin? Isn't that the point of the song? Uh, Who cares? I think that's why he did the vocals right there. Well... Uh, yeah, we, I don't know. We care enough to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's brutal. Although apparently Bruce Dickinson was the executive pr- producer on the reissue in two thousand two. Interesting, but huh. I don't know if it's the same Bruce Dickinson or not. <laughs> it's the guy from the SNL skit. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. So. Yeah. Right. Christopher Walken. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah, <laughs> when Bruce Dickinson says you I, need more cowbell, it's got to be different. It's got to be a different one because yeah, yeah. Why, why? I don't even think those bands ever cross paths. That ever. doesn't make yeah. yeah I mean, they're weird. both British, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, party with the animals. I know it's a bonus track, but oof, that's another one. Where it's like 
I didn't bother with the bonus tracks. Well, good. You, you don't. I know. <laughs> you should, you well, should play some of that. I would, I would also have to say, time after time is like the only thing I wrote about it is boring. Yeah, that's what I wrote. Yeah, <laughs> I said meh, boring. Yeah, it as is. Far as, as far as the the bonus tracks, I figured if those weren't good enough to make this album, I was like, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> you should listen to. You want to play some of that? Oh yeah, you should. All right. Fine. Oh, please. Which one? Party, Party with, with the, the animal. animal. <laughs> gotta, All right. Gotta play it. Yeah, please, please, play the chorus. Yeah, play the chorus. There's, a, there's another part of the song I gotta play too. Hold on. Yeah, I feel like a, a, if I could, I'd make that Benny Hill face. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This part here. Hey, baby, I like that girl. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. Sorry, Ozzy. I mean, it's good. be all right. Good stuff. We're going to talk about his other album later this year, and uh, we'll have better band. things to say about that album. Yeah. Well, a couple, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Sabbath and, and the solo stuff, too. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. yeah, this came out right around the same time as the Black Album, the Soundgarden Album, the Voivod mm-hmm. Album, and Nevermind by Nirvana. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those Jeez. all came out at the same time, pretty much, like within wow. like a month of each other. So Ozzy <laughs> never stood a chance. Yeah, it's too bad. I, I mean, mean, he would—he never stood a chance if, if, like, you know, if yeah. I, I don't. I mean, even if we listened to the album, <laughs> we would yeah. still would have been like, I yeah, yeah. Never if, if Poison and Motley Crue had come out, you know, he wouldn't have stood a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, well, are we good there? Shall we Maybe. just go ahead and grade this one? Yeah, I think so. I'll start because I probably will give it the best grade of all of us. I said yeah. C minus. Like I don't think it's. I think it's bad. I think it's probably one of his worst albums. But you know, I I do like the guitar playing. I love the solos. So because of that, I'll, I'll grade it a little bit on a curve. So I actually said C minus as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go D because uh, the only redeeming quality I'd say of the overall thing. I mean, the production does sound good. I love the mm-hmm. fact that you can seriously hear the bass guitar everything comes through clearly yeah and then you realize that it just isn't good music and uh, <laughs> just kind of that, that i can hear everything it just sounds like shit yeah, yeah just like, i can hear it's not a good it's... song it's yeah. just you know wow really that vocal's really coming in wow those are the lyrics yeah jeez yeah it's like uh, i got this meal like it's awful but i can really taste the pepper <laughs> great it really comes through <laughs> I'm going to go with F plus. Oh. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that, I don't know. <laughs> that is the worst grade I think we've ever had. I think right? it is. I think Has anybody is. ever gotten an F? It's F plus. I don't know if we've ever given. I don't think I've ever given. Well, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we've don't gone think we that have. low before. No, I think I gave No Rest a D. Uh, I loathe this album. Yeah. Cheers. Oh. Cheers to you, Joe. Breaking, <laughs> breaking new trends. 
F plus. Wow, F. What what's the plus for? We need a sound for F. Zach. Like, <laughs> Zach. Here, this is this is the sound for F. You blew it. <laughs> you blew it. <laughs> you blew I gave it. You a chance. <laughs> Wait, here, this is better. Everything you're doing is bad. Yes. I want you to know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Not everything. Just most. Yeah, just most. <laughs> All right. Well, should we move on to uh Yes. <laughs> a much better album. <laughs> much better album. Well, let's face it. This is really the uh the first of the wave of uh you know grunge band, uh, albums that came out this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger. We'll play a little bit of this. I mean, come on. I knew it. <laughs> I forgot who the producer was. Just looked it up again. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, yeah. man. You can tell. Yeah. good yep so soundgarden is chris cornell on vocals and rhythm guitar rest in peace uh kim thale on lead guitar ben shepherd on bass and matt cameron on drums and yes this album was produced by terry date brought it to the plate made it sound, made great. It sound great yes <laughs> yes he did and this is the first album with ben shepherd on bass yeah well mm-hmm. that, the the big thing you know the lineup of this the, the change adding uh Ben in was I think the the first big kind of difference um yeah. that kind of started for the, the for this album like he, he replaced uh I mean he replaced a guy that was barely in the band uh, Jason Everman who was the former guitarist second guitarist in, in Nirvana but that guy toured with Soundgarden once and um oh really I didn't know he, that. yes okay. he um he only recorded one thing with him and so that's who Shepard replaced, but uh, when the original bassist, uh, Hiro Yamamoto, yeah, quit, uh, Ben actually was one of the guys that tried to audition at that point and didn't get the job. Oh, interesting. Uh, huh. So, yes, when Ben, we are, uh, yeah, when uh, when Jason Everman he managed to get it because of his background in the scene, and uh, he did not turn out well on the touring they did uh, oh, okay. at that point, so that's why he got the boot. And interesting, huh. you know. Uh, and the funny thing about um, Ben Shepard is he's actually a younger brother of one of Kim Thiel's uh, very good friends. So oh, okay. when he first joined in, uh, Kim kind of took him under his wing and it was a kind of a good, uh, you know, kind of a, a brotherly type of situation for, okay. for, for them at that point. Huh. But I would say when it comes down to it, um, that really changed, uh, for the most part, the songwriting structure of, of everything. You know, I mean, if you guys look through, you know, the writing credits on this album, you know, yeah. obviously Cornell is all over the place. Yeah, he wrote most of it, of course. But uh, according to interviews, uh, Kim, he and uh, uh, Hiro Yamamoto uh, used to kind of write together and they'd really write off of each other really well. So losing Hiro in the writing process really changed kind of how kim kind of added into things uh 
for the most part, uh, Ben, you know, uh, they say, what is it? Uh, kind of gave it, uh, with Ben, this is a, a quote from a an interview. Uh, it was excitement and eagerness, but also a little trepidation because it was mm. so new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shepard really made the album faster and weirder. So, huh. well, it's definitely a different sound from Louder Than Love. I mean, oh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, there's, I like Louder Than Love, but I, not nearly as much as this album. I know. Like, yeah. This is the first, really, it's the first Soundgarden album that I loved. Like, you know, because they were kind of, for me, they were like, yeah, they're pretty good. But this album was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So, um, well, let's talk about, let's see, let's talk about the album cover first. Um, interesting album cover. Uh, yeah. I didn't notice until today. I was like zooming in. Like, what is that thing in the middle of the bad Motorfinger sign? It's a spark plug, isn't it? Yeah, it's a spark plug. I yeah. don't know why I didn't yes. know. <laughs> hmm. oh, the uh, the illustration either. was actually done by uh, Mark Dancy from the uh, band Big Chief. Oh, huh. okay. What it's a, another sub pop band. But... So is it like a table saw type thing, or like what is that? The M, that, like the like the I don't know. The, the, the it's hard to explain. Like surrounding this triangle, it's like a circular saw. Okay, circular saw. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I thought. Okay, and then there's some you you can see like there's a picture of the band behind them all blurry. It looks like behind the 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 image of the circular saw. Well, now I got to look it up. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. There's a lot more going on there when you kind of dig into it a little bit. It's uh, don't you have the record, Tim? I couldn't find the CD. Hmm. So I have the record. I have the CD. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't find it. Yeah. I found all the other ones, of course. <laughs> and not this one. Oh, it looks like, yeah, it looks like the photographer just went like this with the camera. What? Yeah. <laughs> with a long, like, uh, long shutter. Yeah. 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 Like, so you can see someone's hand around someone's shoulder. Like, you can <laughs> see, I think that's Matt Cameron on the far left, I think, but I can't really tell, you know? Yeah. So. Anyway. It's just long exposure stuff. Yeah. So production, uh, Terry Date, of course. So, kind of enough said right there. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, he was also he had done uh, the previous record, and yes. so that's uh, mm-hmm. one thing with the band. You know, going with him again is they already felt they had a solid relationship, and didn't figure that they would have any problems. Another big thing when it came to the label, uh, they didn't really, you know, push any influence on this. Uh, pretty much, the band was left on their own you know, to, to make their own decisions. So it hmm. was really uh, kind of, I mean, let's face it, this album is fucking incredible. And, yeah. and you know, uh, the more you, you always think about, I don't know if you guys know that uh, old story from Frank Zappa. Um, you know, when rock and roll was starting, uh, pretty much all the rock bands were creating something brand new. And, you know, the old guys from record labels, they didn't give a shit what it sounded like or what was new or what was happening as long as they were making fucking money. And then uh, as time went on, all these young hipsters came in and were like, oh, I know what's coming. And then they got into their labels and all of a sudden they took over. And then all of a sudden they started forcing their influence on the music itself, which, according to Zappa, pretty much destroyed it. You know, when it comes to Soundgarden, they really kind of had complete control and and autonomy in, in the I mean, obviously, Terry played a very solid role oh, in the yeah. creation of this but one way or another the out the the guys themselves the band uh never had any kind of overlying you know uh label pressure to hmm. create something it was left under them to do what they wanted 
Well, it's probably because I mean I don't I don't imagine there was a lot of success with I mean Louder Than Love. I'm sure that was their most successful at that point, but this is what really blew them up. I mean, it was yeah. nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, louder, louder Than Love was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This oh was that that's okay that went up against that, Metallica. Metallica and Jethro Tull and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first thing I noticed with the production was the bass sound. Mm-hmm. Personally, like it's much louder. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more notable, especially on certain songs, a lot more noticeable. Like there's certain spots, like in Rusty Cage. Um, <clears throat> in fact, I'll play a little bit of that from this part forward, like right here. That bass right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. So that's what I noticed. And there's the other thing I noticed was the guitar tone. There's spots where it's purposely different too. Like Rusty Cage is another example where it seems like Kim's got the wah pedal. This is what I did on Super Crow Disco Hell. <laughs> <laughs> the wah pedal is pulled all the way back. Okay. So it's it's so it's like no high end all treble. No high end, no treble. It's all like this low end weird tone. But that's what this song to me is. <laughs> You can hear it's like. Yeah. But yeah, that the album sounds great. I mean, yeah. everything's mixed perfectly, and yeah. Kim Thale might wanna, like Black Sabbath uh, a little bit. Another uh, <laughs> really cool bass part to be of Jesus Christ pose. Oh yeah, he's doing some weird shit there. <laughs> like, what is going on there? Oh yeah. He's playing octaves really high up. Then he's hitting the low D right away. And then that riff 16 times. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, I counted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, overall thoughts from everybody on this album? Yeah, the... I thought Super Unknown was my favorite until I went back and listened to this again, and this is definitely my favorite. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I guess when I, I liked Super Unknown so much when it came out, um, like it, it was one of the top three albums I played that year, probably. Yeah. And the year after. Sure. So I I guess I kind of forgot how good this was, even though I've I've gone back and listened, but you know, to um refresh for the podcast you, you really are digging in and, and trying to uh, analyze it so yeah it's like oh this is this is fucking better <laughs> it's um just uh, the lyrics some of the lyrics are just amazing yeah. yeah and in fact somewhere i didn't realize shepherd wrote the whole thing huh. and those are some of my favorite lyrics in a soundgarden song oh yeah the whole what the whole song thing? the song somewhere Oh yes, yes, he did. Um, because he also wrote the worst song on Super Unknown. <laughs> that uh, oh, that weird like what is that? Kickstand, not Kickstand. What was the other one? Oh, I know, yeah, I know you're talking about I, the one I always skip. Yeah, the this, this, this <laughs> one just like oh, no, no, something chance. He says yeah. it, I think. Yeah, that song's yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, the 
bass on this is he's one of my favorite and he's such, i think he's such an underrated bassist too he does such weird stuff when he plays yes the way he um, plays too is weird. just doesn't play like anyone else mm-hmm. um but are we going to talk about the songs in order kind of why do you want to do that yeah well let's give our kind of our overall thoughts and then we'll go song okay. by song all right then i'll hold off okay yeah for me um if you ever want to know what's so special about Chris Cornell, just mm-hmm. listen to this album. Yeah. Like the amount of yep. amazing well, vocal performances on this album yeah. are just like, what, <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? And he's I writing mean, all this shit too. Like, but, know, but I would, part. I would say, you know, some of their later stuff, you even get more of that. I mean, I, I definitely, that's the one thing for me, you know, this, um, you know, everyone talks about you know, the explosion of grunge, and mm-hmm. it's like you know this album is absolutely part of that. You know, uh, yeah. But one way or another, this was their third album, and you know, yeah. Nirvana had one album before that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these bands had been playing and you know performing for years, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, so th- this wasn't really necessarily new. However, this is you know not exactly the same thing as their first two absolutely not no and the other thing i wanted to say is the it also showcases matt cameron really well oh god like there's so many cool drum things going on you don't even (laughs) like like joe was saying you kind of analyze this a little more when you listen to these for the podcast and there's little things you don't even notice when you're listening to a song but if you don't if you hone in on what the drummer is doing is like what the fuck is he doing there? yeah one of my one of my comments was you can't air drum to this album (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and one thing, you know, um, kind of you know, exactly, you can't kind of head bob to this. And the reason no. is the, the, the time, <laughs> time signature usage and, yeah. is yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, and the, the big thing about that is, um, the, you know, Chris Cornell was the original drummer. Um, oh, what? You didn't know that? No. <laughs> oh, no idea. Yes. Chris Cornell was the original drummer of the band. He drum and drum, it was a drummer and singer at the same time. Huh. Um, but and that's also kind of as he is, you know, so, heav- so heavily involved in the writing of so much of this, uh, why he's able to kind of feed off of the weird and bizarre as shit time signatures. Gotcha. Um, and and seriously, like as we go song by song, I'll I'll, I'll throw them out and tell you which ones to play because it is yeah, yeah absurd. You know, like you know, uh, Kim Thiel mentioned, uh, you know, like when you when when they're playing on stage, you can actually see like the crowd try and kind of jump <laughs> to it and then it's just like this huge kind of you know yeah. wavering you know <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very it's choppy yes yeah, yeah. It, you just you just you know so many you know, there's nine eight there's seven four there's six four <laughs> yeah. there is so much absurdity but the, the one big thing that he mentioned is um you know matt cameron uh came from kind of more of a jazz background so he was totally adaptable to do all this weird shit um whenever they came up with it and of course the overall kind of writing process you know all four of them were heavily involved in in, in all of it yes cornell more than anyone else but one way or another uh you know they had a very uh open kind of you know, anything goes and, you know, bring whatever you have to the table. Right. And there was no, I mean, you know, let's face it, you know, Chris Cornell is a fucking genius. And, you yeah. know, let's face it, he was the original drummer. He plays guitar. The guy did so much shit, but he never really kind of, you know, took over to be, you know, 
lead singer, lead guitar, singer, songwriter, main badass right. motherfucker of this band. This band right, right, really right. did kind of have, you know, every single, you know, musician here, you know, kind of had their own say and was able to really kind of express and, and show themselves and their own yeah. talent. Yeah. I like this album. This is my last thought and I'll let someone else go, but this album doesn't really feature any super flashy guitar solos. And I should like that. Um, and then, and then when there are areas where there are solos, they're more like sloppy and pardon the pun, they're kind of grungy, you know? Um, and they're not the heavy, they're not up front in the mix really. Right. Exactly. It's kind of in the background. Um, like I didn't realize there was a solo and outshine until I saw that live video from this tour Yeah, that they put out because he's not playing the backup part on it. Oh, so okay. it stood out finally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You don't I think of guitar solos there. when you think of Soundgarden. Not at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So that's, that does mine. I, Tim, did you? <laughs> yeah. That, this is their best album easily. This is back when they were uh, a heavy fucking band. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they've always been great, but they sort of like drifted into more, I guess, more commercial territory. But this is back when they were like super fucking heavy. Yeah. I mean, Slaves and Bulldozers, give me a break. <laughs> that's like wall shaking heavy yeah and um i mean everything else you guys have already said i think but it's, this is definitely their best album easily yeah. and one of the best of 1991 mm-hmm. top five for sure yeah i think it was my number two actually i don't I mean, remember i don't remember ranking mine but yeah it doesn't matter yeah. it's top five either way yeah. Yeah. it's top five for sure yeah. yeah yeah keith did you have anything else before we go on to songs uh, the only other thing I, I, you know, just mentioned when it comes to kind of the approach to this album, you know, when Ben first came in, you know, they, you know, kind of getting him underneath the, the their wings and stuff. But the other big thing that occurred that year was, um, the death of, uh, Andy Wood. Oh, uh, okay. many would remember the lead singer of Mother Love Bone. Right. Well, he was Chris Cornell's roommate at the oh, time okay. oh, wow. when he passed away. And that really fucking, you know, hit chris like a, a fucking freight train uh obviously you know uh he and a bunch of the pearl jam well mother love bone guys that no longer had a band uh and eventually formed pearl jam you know created temple of the dogs turns out chris wrote the majority of that stuff as well and okay. you realize that came out months before this and you mm-hmm. think about how much he contributed to this album so that guy you know i mean let's face it you know i think some of the best material i've ever written occurred when you know you know yeah. the, the when i got dumped you know when yeah. when you're at a pit of emotional hell is when you just become expressive as anything so i think as tragic as it is that that occurred it really did lead to just throwing some incredible fucking shit into the Tra- tragedy breeds great creativity art. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it does yeah yeah unfortunately yeah <laughs> but all right, well let's let's move on to. There songs. should be a lot of great art coming out this year, then. <laughs> well, yeah, really. Maybe. <laughs> we shall see. We kind of started with Rusty Cage, but um, for me, I mean, like one of the best Soundgarden songs, in my opinion. That breakdown in the middle is so fucking heavy. I love oh, that. Yeah. Bow, bow. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, so good. And Johnny Cash covered this song. Yes, that's right. Yep. He did. Yeah. It's not as good. No, no. It's, it, well, one way or another, it, you know, Chris Cornell was originally approached to actually help do the arrangement, mm-hmm. and uh, that eventually fell through. And Chris Cornell himself was actually really pleased because he really couldn't figure how he was going to get Cash to eventually do it. The backing band was actually um, 
the Heartbreakers uh, from the Tom Petty version. Tom was, Petty plays on it, I think, doesn't he? Uh, maybe, because uh, I know really? those are the guys that apparently so. kind of made it all work. Because uh, the, the ending of this song, I don't know if you guys noticed, um, it, it, it's, it's a 4-4 four, four tune until uh, the coda. That part. Yeah, yeah, the end of the song, and it switches from a pattern from 3-4 to 2-4 to 5-4. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, like when I first read that, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else on this one? Oh, I thought you were going to tie it back into the Johnny Cash version. Oh. Okay. Yeah, play a little of that. Oh, no, yeah. I, I thought Keith. I thought you were going to speak to that a little more. Uh, it just kind of goes into a country blues thing at the end of that one, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, does it? I'm gonna break my rusty cage and run. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break my. Yeah. I'm gonna break my rusty cage. Yeah. Outshine was the the first single, right? Yep. No, uh, well, Jesus, Jesus Christ was the first, first oh, video. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. that's right. It was. But then it, it got, it got banned, banned. Yeah, that's very right. quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why I don't remember. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That I saw. There's, I have. Um, I'm going through all these VHS tapes, and there's an interview with with uh, Soundgarden, and they asked. Actually, Ricky Rockman had a good question. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> he asked what the song is about, and he said, "Oh, it's just about these like super prima donna like actors and models who get in these Jesus Christ poses when you know, they're these these magazine covers, and they're all like." Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "So he, he liked the the title Jesus Christ pose because of that." So it was uh, gotcha. Yeah, that's where it came from. Well, outshined. I don't know. It's it's a good song, but it doesn't really stand out for me on this album. Yeah, probably because it was. I don't know. It's a little Maybe. commercial. Yeah, a more bit. commercial than the other stuff. It's still it's a pretty song. heavy riff. Yeah, and, yeah. It's uh, a good song. The it's bass not... is doing some cool parts in the chorus, especially, especially the the last chorus when they come back in. He does he does his Matt. Um, oh, that I mean yeah. Ben Shepard. Uh, cool little licks, you know. Mm-hmm. I can throw a little bit. Let's see. Yeah, I heard a little bit. And notice the time signature on this one is seven four. <laughs> They've always been a weird, like, tuning, weird tuning, weird mm-hmm. oh, time yeah. signatures. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I think this one's just drop D, but most of their songs, well, not most, but a lot of their songs are really weird tunings. Like, mm-hmm. I, I learned, we'll get into this a little bit, but I, I went to learn Holy Water, the song, and I learned it on my seven string, and I know I didn't play it. Like, I was playing it because I had the seven string, and I could play it this way, but I, I looked up the regular tuning, and I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> 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 it's like... It's like you know, C sharp to yeah. 
B to F. I'm like, what? I'm yeah. not doing that. Uh, you know? Blow up the outside world, I think I learned once. And all the strings were not, like, there was no format to it. No. It was tuned. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. It's uh, Rusty, like, uh, Rusty Cage. Let's see here. Bottom E, uh, Rusty Cage, Holy Water, and Search for the Good Eye Clothes. The bottom E string is out tuned to B. <laughs> <laughs> that's a seven string guitar so <laughs> basically yeah. so yeah but outshine you're right outshining jesus christ pose they're uh drop d drop d yeah and on mine riot every string is tuned to one of several e's oh yeah it's op- open tuning <laughs> they do that too they do open tuning where it's just like you string from the whole thing it's just one note basically so weird I know. Uh, one word, another. This, this song, though, this this song. How do you think is, they do that? I, yeah. I, why? Why would you do that? I, I right. still don't get it. I mean, it works. I mean, it, for it's them. still awesome. It's still incredible. But yeah. Huh? <laughs> like, can you imagine the gear you'd have to tour with for this? I know. Oh yeah. God. How many guitars? I mean, how I know. many? Every one that you, you'd have to have a backup that's tuned to each one yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, like twelve you know? guitars. <laughs> I guess by this point they were probably not paying for their instruments. Yeah, probably. But man, you can't do that when you're starting out. No. The other thing about uh, Outshine, though, the, the song, according to Cornell, is about periods of extreme self-confidence uh, changing to plummeting into the opposite direction. Oh. The dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, <laughs> as Homer said. Homer Simpson, that is. <laughs> the look in California and feeling Minnesota. Minnesota. Yes. <laughs> uh, Slaves and Bulldozers, Tim mentioned earlier, one of the heavier heavier songs mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. so heavy. Okay, chris's range on this is like oh my god that's god awesome the screen awesome. i gotta play the screen yes, right up front have. like yep. jesus christ what yeah, is going do. on there? it's there's one what, bleed your heart out oh yeah Awesome. What? Yeah. Hey, what's that? What was that drum fill? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. God. That's what's so cool about them is like they're so heavy, and then Chris is doing this like super high range. Yeah, it's like what the hell? That's how's he hitting those notes? I mean, scream, that, that, that scream singing. It's not yeah. even either one. It's amazing. Yeah, that's best song on the album, I think. Yeah, no one else could do that. I mean, it's the biggest thing. Like you know, how many it, how many the, how many times have you seen a band cover a Soundgarden song? <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible. No. I, yeah, I would I would love to see someone attempt it. Like <laughs> this is a, this is a sign of a good song. This song is almost seven minutes. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't have figured that. It's such a good song. It just goes by so quickly that like I didn't know it was, it's the longest song on the album. I had no idea. I thought the lyrics were um, the most super unknown ish mm-hmm. of any of them. It, this is very uh, the day I tried to live mm-hmm. the way the way he writes the words. In yeah. This. yeah. Yep. 
for sure. Makes sense, yeah. But God, this song is great. So heavy. Well, I like the next one better. So Jesus Christ pose. Yep. Yeah, my favorite wow, on the really? album. Oh, oh, yeah. Slaves is better, I think. But oh no not. way. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ pose, hands down, <laughs> nothing touched. I can't believe the drummer doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my note on this song. Is like, where in the song is he? Like just playing a simple, a simple beat. Nowhere. Like no. the whole song is practically At on the, the toms. End. Yeah, there's one like a couple moments, but that's it. Like most of the, yeah. Little, yeah, yeah. Most of the song is him all over the kit. Like mm-hmm. I was just watching some live footage from '92 of them playing this song. I watched two different shows from this. I think the same tour. And in one, he's playing a drum set with two mounted toms, and then the second one, he had one mountain top mounted tom. And they sounded exactly the same. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Well, How the just, fuck's he like, doing that? It's different. I mean, it was a different drum set, too. It was a different color. He's just like, today I don't want to play with that one, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was weird. It was like he was borrowing drum sets. Oh. But it still sounded perfect. That's the, that is the test of a true drummer. You know, like, take pieces away, switch things up so that they can't just map, you know, like, have their entire kind of repertoire just already arranged and they know what to do. Like mm-hmm. move a symbol, like change, put their hi hat on their, on their, you know, right side instead of their left, you know, see how they react to that. And one of my favorite things about the, it's basically a drum riff throughout the whole song. Yeah. It keeps the hi hat going the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like even well, if let's I play a little bit, I, I can't imagine though. doing that other stuff and the hi hat. No, he's, he's a freak. Here, perfect time over there. Yeah. I see him playing. I can't understand the point. I'm not playing all that riff. It's <laughs> yeah, it on for like a, while. a minute straight. Yeah. I'll play a little bit of that chorus though. Little ride in there now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Still, cool. still doing that yeah, I know. beat. I mean, it's an amazing song. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's top three. Yeah. yeah. One of the best. Yeah. yeah. The ending, too. Just when that riff kicks in at the end. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's actually pretty. It's a pretty simple song, guitar. It's, it's kind of. It's mostly just one riff, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah, without that drum part, <clears throat> that song might suck. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not suck, but it, yeah. it, would, it would wouldn't have the same impact. Yeah, nearly as it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, face pollution. That, for me, that's probably the worst song. <laughs> yeah, Man, it's it's so short though. It, it goes by without. Yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. It's kind of like their kickstand for this album. That's way better than kickstand. <laughs> <laughs> I think the song might be about pollution. Really, I like kickstand better. Do you? Yeah. Oh. Actually, too. <laughs> Didn't you put that on tape for a mixtape for Tim? Yes. <laughs> <'Cause he hates laughs> Three <it>. times. 
Fish you. Tim threw it out the window. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, now I do. <laughs> I forgot about it, but now I remember. <laughs> wow. really hate that song. Well, I have uh, one a minute and 35 uh, is the good example of the screwy time signatures. Oh, yeah. I think I wrote 142. But yeah, probably pollution? the same thing. Yeah. Let me play that a little bit. Kind of head bob to that. Yeah, yeah. this right here. <laughs> what horns? Yeah, horn. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. One of my favorite things that Matt Cameron does is his rolls on the snare. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I don't dislike the song. I just think of the. Songs of the album, it's my least favorite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I might, I might agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I do. But, but it is somewhere. It is very short. Somewhere is one of my favorites. Yeah. I like the, there's a, a scream at 2.30 in this song where it's like, they almost kept it in. It's like he fucked up, but they kept it in. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't fuck up, but that's. He could never fuck up. <laughs> You take that back right now. (laughs) So good. It's more emotional. Yeah. Yeah. So, Joe, this is one of your favorites? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I love the chorus. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good song. I just... I wouldn't put it up there as one of my favorites. Yeah, it didn't stand out for me as much. Yeah. But I liked it more, well, the whole album I liked more than I remember, but um, this one, for some reason, it was better today hmm. when I was listening this morning. I don't know. Yeah, that's a sign maybe, of a good album. Maybe tomorrow I'll change my mind. <laughs> I mean, the whole album's good. It's not like... Yeah, but and I would also say, like, you know, I mean, this, this, I mean, let's face it, there's so much originality all over the place on this thing. Some days you're gonna love the like just that that you know staccato of the uh, the Jesus Christ pose you know guitar riff and other times you're gonna love the weird bizarre shit that's happening in Mind Riot or whatever you know mm-hmm. right yeah but this true. one has so much it's got to, yeah yeah <sighs> searching with my good eye closed oh oh yeah I love the beginning of this song. <laughs> I always quote the beginning of this song the devil says. <laughs> A big ghost. Like if Tiff says something like, oh, he says, I'm like, well, the devil says. <laughs> Can you make the noise, though? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Kind of sounds like George Decay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. A rooster says... Here is a pig. The devil says. (laughs) 
rates. That bass is loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's so the deal good, with man. that weird intro? I don't know. Uh, I actually have it written down somewhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they were pretty much messing around with, you know, one of those fucking, you know, infant toys. Yeah. yeah. And they, <laughs> you know, I, I, I forget. Why did they have that? I, I can't answer that. But one way or another, <laughs> uh, I believe it was Chris came up with, uh, you know, as they're joking around, like, you know, fucking around with it. They're like, oh, you know, the devil says. And they're like, yeah, that's actually kind of funny. We're going to throw that <laughs> on the album. That's great. That's pretty cool. I love the groove of this song, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. This is like one of the only ones that you can actually kind of. Yeah, you can bob your head to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's a little more straightforward. Uh, then Room a Thousand Years Wide. Another one. Another one's just amazing. Um, I know. When this first... is the one that, this is the one part of the album I, I think I have a problem with. Is that guitar. That guitar. I was mm. going to say, I think we were, no, I'm not, it doesn't really bother me that much anymore. It, it did bother it, me at first, but. I used to hate it, yeah. And it's still, it's kind of irritating, but. Didn't they re-record it without it or, or put a version out without it? I don't know. Play, it was play, what, sure. play what you're talking about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the audience verses. can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not necessary. No. Sounds like somebody's sawing in the background. <laughs> Turn that fucking saw. I love the chorus on this song, though. Like, it doesn't matter that much. Well, Thiel is actually the one who wrote the lyrics for this one. Oh, really? Oh, wow, that's yeah, cool. this song is, uh, according to him, a uh, song is about experience in general. Can't talk about the most vague <laughs> answer you can give. It's a song about experience. It's a song about general. Uh, that's yeah. very, yeah. Yeah, such a good song. This is one of my favorites for sure. Even even with the joining guitar thing, that, that chorus is so good and his vocals just yeah, love it. Um, Mind right. It's, oh. That's a pretty good song. Uh, it is uh, good. It's a it's a good song. It's not. It's not one of the best of this album, but it's yeah. Oh, I love this. Song. I mean, it is it's you a, know, it is you could you could even say that it's one of the worst in this album, but it would no. still great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I I think it's one of the better ones. I would. Yeah. Oh, fine. All right. I, I would. You know. I thought I was put this wherever you want. And on this album, it's, yeah, it's hard. You know, to, like I the worst was... stuff on this album is still better than like almost anything anywhere else. You know, it's better than anything on that Ozzy album. <laughs> well, yeah, by far. Give me a break. I thought it was a little too long. That's my only. Uh, yeah, comment about it, but that was kind of a low point. But mm. I still like it, of course. Yeah, that candles burning yesterday, that part, oh, God, so good. Yeah, yeah, the the um, backing part too, which I think Matt Cameron sings live. Yeah, he does, or sang live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's let's hear a little of this because this is that one I mentioned that that every single string is tuned to one of several E's. Man, these lyrics are awesome. Yeah. Crying from my eye teeth. I love it. Dropping <laughs> my wits on a dead man's skull. Yeah. Those drums. What the fuck is going on? Awesome drums. Yeah. yeah. What is happening? So good. The snare is turned off. Yeah. And then there's a weird, like, wooden block going on, too. I thought that was a, a rim shot that he was doing, but it's not. Because I watched a live version of this. And it's it like, was a rim job. <laughs> oh. 
that's an Andy Wood reference. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Why did you turn the snare on so fast? Sneak that in. That's good. You notice that? I'm guessing yeah, stu- they did it later. Studio on. magic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him at all. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Actually, I don't know if he did it live. I, I watched the video live, but I don't know if he. I think they kind of even they, toned they it down. More. Song, he though, used his penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's impressive. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. <laughs> All right, drawing flies, mm-hmm. amazing. I, I, I mean, that's the one thing with this album. I can't I, this short. is my favorite song. I love this goddamn song. These lyrics again. The, yeah, the lyrics, ridiculous. Just, yeah, the, the the use yeah. of like the entire jazz band. I mean, <laughs> like there's sax, there's trumpet, probably trombone somewhere in there. Share a cigarette with negativity. That's yeah. one of my favorite lines. Of any yeah. song ever, that is I remember. Did you good. put that in your yearbook or something? I don't know. Probably. I feel like you, maybe you wrote that in my yearbook one year or something. <laughs> I think you did. But yeah. Oh, this song, however, is is the only one on the album that is solely written by Matt Cameron. Oh, okay. oh kind of cool. funny. How about that? The drummer wrote this song. <laughs> did you write the lyrics too? I don't know. No, he did not. Yeah. Okay, yes, he did. Not. Sitting here like wet ashes with X's in my eyes. I love that. Play a little bit of this. You got those horns going on. Yeah. Were those always that loud? Was I mean, in my head, I don't remember them being that loud, or I don't know. I think so. They, yeah, they, they, they. How did you think they changed the volume of it? Like you know, from the CD you bought in 1991. I don't know. Maybe there was some <laughs> kind of weird remastering that, that happened or something. I just and maybe you have better speakers now. Probably. Yeah. Problems. I mean, yeah. the one thing, though, like, you know, as I re- referenced earlier, uh, you know, the fact that they got, you know, they weren't forced to do anything. I mean, you think, hey, we want to throw in a sax section and some like trumpets into this. And you figure any fucking label like. No, <laughs> yeah, I know. you know, I mean, what <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like, like they really kind of brought in some shit. You're a metal band. You're not supposed to be doing that. You know, exactly. You're a metal band, but you don't even. You know, when I was young, you know, in high school, when I heard this, you know, I didn't even think about the the, the horn section, you know, mm-hmm. you don't even there. realize that. And all of a sudden you're like, as you say, like, it kind of fits into the background mm-hmm. until you like you really sit down to concentrate. And you're like, holy shit. And that as much as all they're doing is really accenting. It really adds such an element to this song that that it just yeah. makes it so much better. You know, and I had forgotten about it completely until I played really? it. Today. I was like. <laughs> When, was that always there? <laughs> like, I mean, there's a part where it's like very obvious. Like, well, I remember that, but like that weird little. Yeah. Mur, mur, mur. <laughs> Is that always there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that <Yeah>. sounds. <laughs> so, <laughs> the the fake trumpet noises. Yeah. <laughs> Tough to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, try to fake tuba. No. <laughs> no. So you get in front. Do a fake French horn. No. Oh wow. <laughs> Something. Oh, fake flugelhorn. <laughs> oh boy. I don't even know what that is. 
<laughs> Sounds made up. <laughs> I mean, that was one thing when I was like, you know, kind of listening to this, I was really thinking about like, you know, how, you know, I started, um, I, I think I started piano lessons at, at the age of six, uh, played clarinet and bass clarinet, B flat and bass clarinet uh, up through a symphonic band, played in my. Wait, what? B flat. B flat and bass clarinet. What's they're, that? They're two different types of clarinets. You just play one note on that? <laughs> no, it's it's the the key. It's it's based. In. Oh, just okay. just yeah, exactly. This is the point I'm actually trying to make. I also played in you know my jazz band in high school, in middle school, high school, and college. Um, I was also in uh, my my drum line in marching band. So really, like you know, my background in music is uh, just you know probably quadruples all three of you combined but by far easily hands down i'm the worst musician <laughs> by a fuck ton i don't know <laughs> i play drums <laughs> well, exactly the drummer is a better musician i don't me. know <laughs> you mean you, like, probably, you know more about music than, than yeah i mean you've probably music. written more i mean i don't like, I don't write songs. You said 7-4. I don't even know how to count 7-4. <laughs> just count to 7 and start yeah, over. Yeah, you count to 7. And start over? Okay. Four yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, gee, that's one thing. Like, so no, that was times. in 9-8. Do you know how to count 9-8? No. <laughs> if you told me to write a 9-8 riff, I'd be like, okay, uh, show me. 1-2-3. 2-2-3. 3-2-3. 1-2-3. 2-2-3. 2-2-3. 2-2-3. 2-2-3. 2-2-3. 2-2-3. 2-2-3. 2-2-3. 2-2-3. 2-2-3
the low of, so I'm guessing it's a D. I love that line too. Holy water's rusting me. That's so cool. Oh, it's a B. That makes more sense. It's drop B tuning. Yes. God, to talk about the Ozzy album and then this lyrically is like, (laughs) here's a kindergartner. (laughs) And then (laughs) here's a college graduate. (laughs) Yeah. You missed the best part ever, Keith. You know, you said you were going to talk about holy water. I figured, all right, you could probably wax on that for a little while. It's fine. It's fine. I had enough time to pee. Yeah, that's fine. Don't we worry did. about it. We waxed. The end is in five four time. If we're keeping track, the song starts out in five eight, goes to four four. Getting too nerdy with numbers and shit. We never talked about time signatures, really, have we? No, not really. No. But how would the time change? Work. I mean, what other band? No, there's no other real band that does it like these guys. I mean, you know, everyone is, you know, four four. Every once in a while, you might run into a three four, but no one does this shit. Voivod. Hmm. Well, uh, maybe that band. That you guys, you, I don't know the, them at all, but you guys keep talking about them. I don't think they and, have to even have time signatures. <laughs> no, they. I'm do. sure they, they don't. They, they, well, they don't do. I can't speak but well, yeah, it, it. They've all got time. Yeah, signatures. they do. I'm just kidding. They're just super weird. Yeah. I mean, there's probably bands out there like that are like math core shit that we don't listen to mm-hmm. at all that are just like, okay, that's just not even, right. that's a whole different level of stuff happening there. Yeah. Yeah. Like polyrhythms and stuff like that. I'm just, whew. Words. Nope. No. No. Hey, this so, next song's good too. New Damage, oh, yeah. I, I bet you like this one. Starts, oh, with, starts with a guitar solo. Rare. No. <laughs> who me this song is about I like it? yes yes joe this song is um well it's a subtle criticism of the right-wing government of the united states of america oh. well he does say new world order i figured he was talking about it. yes yeah, yeah he, th- th- this is their slam on the bush administration yeah okay the first one yeah that makes sense play a little bit of this Damn that boy can sing. Yeah. You think he just woke up every day Jesus and did that? Christ. Yeah. He <laughs> They really know how to close out an album on an off note, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is it? Like Suicide is the next album? Yeah, like Suicide, yep. <laughs> They had no idea how bad it was going to get. Yeah, that song, I think, <laughs> unfortunately, it's it's timeless. Yeah, it is. It just fucking gets worse, man. Yep. Yeah. It only got good, worse. Good luck, kids. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this, because uh, Kim Thayel jokingly dubbed this the heavy metal white album. <laughs> oh. No, it's better than... Yeah, White Album's better than that. Uh, White Album's not even the best Beatles. But I, I yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know enough about the Beatles to have an opinion there. But nevertheless, did he I mean, say why he said that? And then, he's a I don't, don't know. know but, I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah. he's a silly guy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I don't know. It's their best album. I mean, oh, yeah. it's their magnum opus, you could yeah. say. Yeah. Um, well, mentioning that, uh, you know. 
oh god, I don't even think I wrote it down. But Kim Thiel mentioned, you know, and the stuff that I was researching for you know, this episode, that you know his favorite stuff was the stuff that came after this, and um, hmm. uh, the biggest reason is because uh, at this time frame, you know, all of a sudden, you know, grunge is exploding, yeah, and they're getting a lot of pressure on uh, kind of to, 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 you know, exist as these icons or whatever. And it, uh, you know, um, the big thing that he laughed at uh, there was Vogue did a grunge style ep- oh. you know, issue. And the, like yeah. the, the band was just like, how idiotic could this be? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, the biggest thing that um, the band themselves was all trying to fight against was the commodification, the word they used uh, of, you know, their, new form of music if you could even call it that yeah um and they really wanted to try to force to kind of you know stop that from happening and you know if there's one thing to say about you know the nirvanas and sound gardens and pearl jams is is you know the a lot of they you know as much as they all became multi-billionaires and then lost all of their money (laughs) um you know they they did really kind of at least fight the uh the the corporatism of, of it all, you know. Well, and the, the time this album came out, it was, and we haven't really talked about this too much, but no. this was really the shift. Like mm-hmm. this was really when, when hair metal was really going away, like ninety one, ninety two. Like you were not yeah. seeing new, yeah. like hair metal bands no, coming out. They were, were seeing... they were coming out with stuff. It's just, you know, we didn't ever, you know, let's face it, they released something new, and everyone was like, who? Right, well, because the record companies were looking for the next Nirvana. Like, as soon as Nirvana blew up around summer of 91, it was like, well, we need to find all of the best Nirvana-esque bands we can find. Yeah. Um, And, you know, all the glam bands were like, oh, see ya. Which I'm perfectly happy with that myself. I consider the song Cherry Pie to be the last (laughs) glam song. Last gasp. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was it. That was the... the, uh, Any idea when that came out? Was that the genre? Oh, I, think I, think it was I think it was 1990. 90, it was 90. Yeah. It was it was almost a year before this album we're talking yeah. about came out. But you, and then you think about, you know, the talent of Cornell, the fact that he actually is one of the very few metal vocalists that could easily handle all the stuff that all the glam guys were doing and then some. Yeah. <laughs> Range-wise, talent-wise. Yeah, that, that these guys get lumped in with Nirvana is weird. Well, they came from the same area. Well, exactly, and I mean that was so. But that's the whole thing. Nirvana, Nirvana was exactly. Nirvana was trying to be Husker Du, and these guys, you know, had their own thing going completely. Uh, You know, Alice in Chains. Let's face it, were a hair metal band. Started off as one. Start off. Yeah, I mean, uh, in Pearl Jam, as much as um, they got into Pearl Jam too. They pulled in Eddie Vedder. You know, all those guys were originally, you know, from Mother Love Bone and before that, Green River. Um, those four bands sound so different from one another. Yeah, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe Alice yeah. and Shane's and Soundgarden have a closer tie-in, but I mean, I think so. Like the two out, like ten versus this album. Give me a break. <laughs> totally, different. totally I mean, different. Yeah, totally different. Pearl, not not Pearl. like not which is better, but just like to, sound-wise. Just the sound-wise, yeah. They're not the Pearl same Jam versus all. Soundgarden. Yeah, this is uh, so but the, much. I hell, mean, yeah. they the big you know obviously Pearl Jam and Soundgarden were very good friends. Yeah, Alice in Chains as well. You know, I mentioned earlier the death of Andy, uh, Andy Wood. Uh, Wood from Alice in Chains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's about it. was that. actually yeah, uh, yeah. an ode to, to Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. All right. Well, 
We should probably grade this. Did you mention how did you mention how the name of the album came about? No. No. Oh yeah, we should talk about that. Or at least mention it. You go ahead, Joe. Thiel suggested the title Bad Motor Finger as a joke on the mantra song Bad Motor Scooter. Oh really? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. He said it was sort of off the top of my head. I, I simply like it because it was colorful. It was kind of aggressive too. Conjures up a lot of different kinds of images. We like the ambiguity in it, the way it sounded and the way it looked. Yeah. Doesn't Sammy Hagar sing that song? Well, yeah, it's a Montrose song. I think so. so yeah. Sammy Hagar sings. I it. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if the listeners all know that Sammy Hagar was in Montrose. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's a weird fact. And yet I, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's grade this motherfucker. It's not an alternative. I think we know. I mean, weird fact. Yeah, <laughs> not Joe, be a surprise. Who is not giving this an A? <laughs> I'll yeah. give an A plus. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Cross the board. A plus. A plus. This is A plus plus plus. A plus plus plus. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Easy. It yeah. was. It was almost shocking how good it was when we first bought it. And then I mean, but Tim, you mentioned earlier, like you know, you hadn't listened to this in a while. You throw it in, and it's just like all of a sudden you, you hear those horns. And you're like, hey, was that there always? Yeah, and you realize <laughs> you're still hearing things thirty I mean, years later. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I never even like I, I've uh, I've always known that it's just kind of like, what the hell is going on here, beat wise? I never really even thought about the time signatures yeah. until I started researching this, and it's like, how the hell did those guys come up with some of this shit? Because Mm-hmm. No one else, no uh, other band. Well, maybe you guys beat. say Voivod. I mean, I'm sure there's some fucking weirdo. You, you know, I out. love fusion jazz, so I'm sure there's fusion jazz bands. That <laughs> We're not shit. talking about that, but no, exactly, yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. There's there's no way in hell any other like popular, no other popular band has ever done stuff as nuts as as, as this guy. As yeah. What's done in this album? Wait, this was released the same day as Nevermind? No, I thought Nevermind was uh It was close. Yeah, there was I think I think Nevermind never came out no. beforehand. Same same day. Was it the same day? Yep. That's crazy. Wow. Well we we probably didn't get it till later because I don't think we got Nevermind until after Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, out. we saw that on Headbangers Ball and I'm like, oh let's go buy that. Yeah. I do remember what was the record store at Springfield Mall? Does anybody remember? No. Damn goody. Maybe it was Sam Goody. Yeah. I remember, be, I guess it was probably late 91, early 92. Was, I, was, I don't know what I was looking for, but there was a very attractive um, girl that was working there. And she was like, whatever album I had, she's like, if you like that, you definitely should get this album. She showed me this bad motor figure. Oh, really? It's like, sound garden? <laughs> Stupid sounding. <laughs> no, I'm buying that. And then probably six months later, I was like, oh. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we bought it. Um, it came out just before the Black Album. So it had about a two-week run uh, yeah. you know, on constant repeat. And then uh, Black Wait, Album. it came out before? Yeah, this came out in, uh, actually, was it before? Or was it, no, oh, was it, it was after. Okay, so yeah. that's what it was. It didn't, it right. just wasn't, it didn't get the attention it deserved for a little while. Because for a couple of months, it was just all Metallica. Right, mm-hmm. and yeah. then we finally calmed down a bit enough to go and back to the other and play, you know, Nirvana. And we had the albums, we just didn't play them that much, right? Because right. of Metallica. Yeah, it's just, it's just a weird memory of like almost being more into this in like December than I was in like September. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm, I'm playing it in the wintertime, even though it came out in the fall. It's just it's kind of yeah. weird. It's strange. I got another fact 
about it. It came out one week after the Ozzy album that we just. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all this fun. stuff came out like right around the same time. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the Temple of the Dog album came out around this time too. Didn't it? I've still never heard that album. It did. Yeah. That's great. You're going to hear it this year, damn it. It's a good <laughs> album. I feel like I got a good streak going, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. All righty. Did we say A plus? Is that a the first time? Plus. Like a plus, That's the first plus, time plus, we've had yeah. four A pluses. Yeah, I mean, show. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, of all the just, stuff we've we just discussed, those out. is this the best album of everything we've ever gone over so far? No. Well, collectively, I would, I guess it must well, be. Well, no. No. We did justice. Come yeah, on. justice for all. No, I mean uh, the four of us. Oh, collectively. Yeah. Oh, this is the Maybe. one we have the most consensus of. I don't know. The justice. I don't know, if we've, <laughs> I don't know if we've had the same grade. Even. We weren't rating <laughs> albums when we did justice. No, that's true. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Do you want to do that now? <laughs> yeah. A plus. A plus. Yeah. A plus. It's, it's, it's an A. <laughs> ah, see. It's one is less. It an A plus. It's not summa cum laude. Am I kicked off the show if I... No. No. <laughs> That's why we have you on the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's should we reason. call it? Should we call it good? Are we good? Good. Good. All right. All right. Well, for Tim and Joe and Keith, I'm Eric saying... Thank you and good fucking night! Oh. Energy. Energy. Aggression. Power. To sum it up, it's a... Um, Vulgar display of power. Heavy metal speaks to the anger and despair of teenagers today the same way that the blues used to speak to the despair and anger of the South. Cutting up. Cutting it up big time. Some country coding this.